this week on Ace on the House. Same kind of story happened to me with Gino. Remember Gino? There was a girl in the apartment that I lived in on Whipple that, you know, I was talking to her and I go, yeah, my brother's, you know, boogie board and fins are missing. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Oh, that was Gino. Oh, mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. you. Uh-huh. Walk over to Gino's house, knock on the door, dad answers the door. Gino here? Yeah, he is. Who are you? I go, my name's Ray. Can you get him, please? Comes to the door, dad standing behind him. Gino. You took my brother's fins and boogie board. Here's the deal. If they're not on my front door before sundown, I'm beating your ass. Bye. (laughs) Left. What was there before sundown? Boogie board and fins, baby. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday. Or visit aceonthehouse.com. Only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. Hey everyone, it's me. Before this episode starts, I just wanted to say a few things. Um, The guest in this episode is the one and only Dave Damaschek, who's a sports writer and a sports personality, and he works for NFL, and he works for Jimmy Kimmel, and he used to be with Adam on the radio show, and he's now doing his number one sports segment on on Adam's podcast, and he is hilarious. Um, I've become such a fan of his more than I was before. So it was a delight to dis- to discuss with him, to talk to him and have a discussion with him on this show. So I think you will enjoy that. I hope. Uh, no, I know you will. What, why am I being so hesitant? What is up with that? I'm too old for that. That's what happened on this last birthday. I realized it's time to start acting like a, an asshole. And stop being so like, oh, I don't know, you know, whatever you want or whatever. I'm joking, but there's actually some truth in what I'm saying. I'm just not conveying it, conveying it now because um, uh, um, this, you know, just because. Because why communicate real feelings and thoughts when you can make semi-jokes? Something else I wanted to say is happy birthday, Trap Dog. I hope you're having a good one. Uh, Trap Dog, who does the music for this show, is having a birthday on Monday, which is when you're listening to this. So um, Trap Dog, you need to get in a van and come out to California and perform at my live shows. Okay, then. And Susanna Mendoza Birdsong sent a couple photos of hedgehogs to the Allison Rosen is your new best friend email account. That's A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at com. One was a a mom hedgehog and one was a baby hedgehog and she wanted me to weigh in on whether it's cute or not because she thought it was adorable and someone else had an ooh reaction so I get to be the tiebreaker because I am the arbiter of all things adorable because I've been looking in the mirror for so long now my first reaction was hmm the baby hedgehog looks kind of like a testicle with a tiny face but then the more I looked at it I thought but look at those tiny little hands, which are just going straight up. They're so cute. <laughs> Gary is shaking his head at me. Come on, Gary. Those little hands were cute. So therefore, I say cute. What did you think, Gary? You must have seen the hedgehog. It was cute. But it was on the line between cute and icky. But then the little hands pushed it over the edge. That's what I thought. All right. So that's what I want to tell you. But also, 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 I want to tell you about a wonderful sponsor on the show, Flex Sport Watch. Now, as you know, I am firmly in Camp Watch. 
I am not in favor of the fact that so many people these days have decided they don't need to wear a timepiece on their wrist. They will just rely on that thing on their phone or just rely on their phone because then you're in a situation where you can't look at your phone. It's not convenient or you're on a plane. I mean, no, there's airplane mode, but still. And where else do you need to know how quickly time is passing more than on a plane? Just take all the words in that sentence and just put them in an order where they will make sense. Do that for me. So I've told the story of how uh, I had stopped wearing a watch and I'm back. I'm wearing a watch again. I've been doing it for a while and I love it. You know why? Because it allows me to know what time it is by just looking at my wrist. I'm going to stop flapping my gums here about watches, but I'm just saying the Flex Sport Watch is a waterproof, lightweight digital watch that comes in four colors. It is only $12.95. Can you beat that? No. And it has negative ion technology. So you need to get this watch and you need to get it in all four colors because the pink is kind of bright pink. The white is white. The black is black. And the red is kind of like an orangey red. I can't believe I decided to sell you on the shades of these very very familiar colors. Um, but I did because that's me. All right. So where can you get this watch? You're wondering, I'm reading your mind. Um, you can just go to my site, alisonrosen.com and click on the flex sport watch banner, or you can go to flexsportwatch.com. All righty then here is the episode. I hope you love it. I know you'll love it. Mm. And I feel like it's, it's more humble to say, I hope you'll love it. I love you. Oh, 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 one more quick, quick little thing. Um, I did the, the very first live show. As in the episode, we talk about the fact that by the time you hear this, you will have heard the live show. I mean, we will have done the live show. Excuse me. I'm all over the place today. Uh, but now we actually have done the live show and it was a, a huge success and it was super fun. So yeah, that's that. Okay, here's the episode. Bye. Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. It's me, Allison Rosen, and welcome to another delightful episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I want to tell you that by the time you hear this, I will have already done my first live Allison Rosen is your new best friend show at UCB Theater, which is not University of California, Berkeley. I was not aware that anyone thought it was that until I took it to Twitter, which is a great way to find out what people do don't know. So anyway, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that show was fantastic. Thank you guys all for coming. I'm sorry that it was sold out and that you had to wait outside for so long. But the good news is uh, we have another one coming up June 22nd at Nerd Melt. That's Meltdown Comics, but they call it Nerd Melt. And the guest, oh, Gary, producer Gary. Should I say who the guest is? That's your call. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to be a little withholding. So Tease it. He's tall and funny. That's right. And he's been on the show before. And you love him. Okay. My guest on this show today is ruggedly handsome Dave Damashek. Oh, how nice of you to say that. Well, it's just the truth. Thank you. I mean, listen, I, I... 
I've said it before, and I'm not going to start off complaining about it, but, I mean, sometimes these looks, you you understand it. I You're a totally looker understand. yourself. Thank I mean, you. Yeah, this admittedly beautiful face has opened a lot of doors for me, mm-hmm. but it also comes with its issues. You know, What because, is the price you feel you pay for being so perfect? Like perfection in human form. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, often people say, you know, people love to play that doppelganger game. Oh, you know, you look so much like that celebrity. A lot right. of people, a lot of women go with for me. You remind me. It's not so much physically that I resemble him. I guess it's my essence. A lot of people say you are like Brando and Streetcar. You know, mm. that sort of unhinged sexuality kind of thing. Right. Never know what's going to happen. Right. And I like it. You know, that's. Do you a, see it as well? I mean, I'd be lying if I said otherwise. But, but the problem is, is that when you look the way you and I look, Allison, mm-hmm. that very, very often people Beautiful, gorgeous are words people would. Yeah, I mean, they don't take around. the time to. They don't get the time to know what's on the inside. I know, in, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the right. you know behind the sternum and uh, up in the skull. You know, those right. things are pretty important too. Right, so. subclavicle. Well, that's you're kind of missing the point. But I, but anyway, yeah, I'm very very literal. Oh, I'm like Amelia, okay, good to I'm know. like Amelia Bedelia, which is a reference that no one ever gets. I don't get that one. Yeah, it was a children's book. This is how it always goes. Mm-hmm. I say it was a reference no one ever gets, and the person says, "Yeah, I don't know." And I say it was a children's book about um, a babysitter named Amelia Bedelia, and like she literally stole the bases. And others. That's the only one I remember. Amelia Bedelia. That's a big thing with uh, with the kids' books because uh, right now popular in our house uh, with my uh, with my five year old girly mm. is um, is Fancy Nancy, which is led her. See, I don't know that you one. You don't know Fancy no. Nancy, but same is thing. Is she rhyming. an animal or a human? No, she's a human, but she's I very to be fancy. A horse. That would be neat. No, mm. she she's somebody. She's she's an affected little toddler girl who you know she 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 doesn't like her frumpy family and she always wants to put on uh, you know those uh, boas and stuff like that. That's how she. But the but she likes to call her ice cream Sundays and now and now my daughter does this too. She when she gets ice cream she wants to call it a parfait. So that, wow. It's a little bit, you know, Now, did you have to I teach her, her that word too. though? Because I no. feel like she would, if she were reading it, she'd say parfait. No, she says, no, well, yeah, when I read it to her, right. and then I say, like, oh, yeah, and then uh, Fancy Nancy wanted a parfait. And then now she says, like, it, uh, you know, so you want ice cream? Yes, I will have a parfait. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so cute. It is cute, but I like I tell her, she's, she's, I also tell her that it's uh, very pretentious. Does she understand that? Well, she will. Yeah. It, if when you she say stops it enough, getting it'll her, sit there. When she has to sit and watch her brother eat a parfait while she goes without, she's going to learn what it means. Right. So you're going to punish her for putting on airs. Yeah, for being smart and having a good vocabulary. I won't stand for it. That's life. That's life right there, my (laughs) friend. So in addition to being ruggedly handsome, you're an on-air sports personality. You work for the NFL Network. You work for NFL.com. You're a writer, and um, you used to be on Adam's radio show in the first year, which some say is the most legendary and the best year. 2006 I was on there. It was yeah, a wonderful then, year. Then I was shown the door in favor of Danny Bonaducci. Right. Which people say, oh, that must have stung. And it stung in the professional sense, you know, I mean, in the uh, practical sense that, you know, I needed to find a new job and everything. But there is something that you have to say. There, there, it, it's a unique thing to be fired in favor of human train wreck Danny Bonaducci. It's sort of, uh, it's a great, I found over the last five years, it's a great uh, icebreaker with uh, potential employers. Yes, I, I'm, I'm somebody who got fired for Danny Bonaducci. Does yes. this story precede you? 
Like, do, um, do they know pe- usually? It's it's interesting the power that uh, I guess being on a show that was being broadcast around uh, a region of the country has. Because yeah, a lot of people in uh, in uh, show business will say, "Oh yeah, I, I remember you on the Corolla show," and so on. Yeah, people know what happened. What whatever happened there? I was either some people will say I was outraged when they when they kicked you off the air, and so on. Other people say nothing, which leads me to believe that they liked the move. Hmm. Was there anyone who liked the move, though? I mean, aside from the people who made the move and Danny? Uh, well, I was going to say, those are the people I was going to say who definitely liked the move. But, right. But uh, outside of that, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Did anybody like that move? I don't know. I don't think I so. I certainly didn't. I, I don't, you know. Let's just say the show didn't go off the air while Damashek was sitting behind the mic. Damn straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I always say about it, though. Is if you're going to make a change, why are you? It's just change for change's sake. Because when you swap out Dave Damashek and replace him with Danny Bonaducci, you're sort of getting the exact same cat. You know, same exact way. Or, you know, <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I, uh, Teresa Strasser, used to do my job, and some people would say that we are similar cats. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're only similar Kittens. in the in terms of like if you squint, you're like, oh yeah, they look similar. You have a well, yeah, you're vaguely uh, physically similar. Right. Bef- yeah. Before I even had anything to do with the Adam Carolla show, when I was living in New York doing morning, no- working at a magazine and doing morning news, which I think she also was doing though, not the magazine part. But I remember I was sitting in the makeup chair at NBC wildly dropping names and things like that. That's not what I was doing then, but that's what I'm, I'm doing right now. Perfect. I like and that. And someone said, you look like Teresa Strasser. Do you know who that is? And I didn't, but then I looked it up and I thought, oh yeah, I kind of see it. She's funny. I can see that. And yeah, you know, uh, what what just happened there? It just well, it, it seemed they like... They just shut off the air. Oh, is that what it was? It we was disconcerting. We have about one more hour of oxygen and then we're dead. Correct. So be it. If Correct. there's anyone who I wanted to go out with, uh, you know, my final hour on this uh, earth, it was uh, it would be you. Thank you. And to a much lesser degree, producer Gary. <laughs> he says thank you as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you and Danny are very different, though. So are you, though? How have you... What, what's it been now? A year now? Yeah, a year and a half? It's about, about a year and a half. A year and a half since mm-hmm. you came into uh, the Corolla podcasting That's empire. Right. And how have you found it? Has this been a great move? It's been... I mean, it's been good. Yes, it's been great. I moved back to California from New York, so it was a big move for me just in terms of my life. A lot of things changed. And then I started this job. So it's not like everything was the same. It was just it was one of a number of things that changed. Um, But I do enjoy the chance to perform this often. And I I mean, the exposure is great. And for the most part, I like it. Are you now you're you're from New York or you grew up in California? I grew up in California and I moved to New York York for a bit. You did media stuff out there. You did local news kind of stuff. Yeah, I was a writer or Mm. am a writer. um, And I was working for the OC Weekly out here and writing for a bunch of different magazines. Um, And I had I was doing that while I was in college, actually. And then when I graduated, I said, there's no way I'm going back to Orange County, uh, which is where I had grown up. Where did you matriculate, by the way? Pomona College. Okay. Do you know it? I've heard of it. Okay. I don't know it. They don't have a team, or at least a no, team they're that division three. rises they're to the, the level the of interest hens. for me. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's snappy. Isn't it, though? Yeah, I like that. It's a cute bird. Cecil Sagehen is the name of the mascot. Yeah. I dig that. 
So anyway, long story short, though, I um, I ended up going back to Orange County for a bit, and I played in a band, and I was working at a magazine, and then I thought this is this was never the plan. I have to get out of here. So then I went to New playing York. in a band. I was playing in a band. What yes. do you mean playing what? Uh, guitar. Really? And singing backups. Lead or rhythm? Um. I technically lead, but we both did both. What kind of music was this? It was girl punk, but girl not screamy punk. girl punk. More like poppy girl punk. Pop but not punk. pop punk like Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Um, Edgier than that. Less polished than that, Forgive I me say. if I've missed the, if I'm late to the party on this, okay. but do you play actually, this on the air ever? No, actually, we never do. This is actually the most we've really discussed yeah, it on this Yeah, we never really second. talk about what the What about band. on Corolla's show? It's come up sometimes because, like, we had John Doe from X on the show, uh-huh. and Billy Zoom of X had produced one of our albums. So really? He, and we had actually played with Billy Zoom, so every now and then it'll come up that way. Uh, but no, I don't talk about it that much. Late but, to the party for us. Speaking of that, I uh, I came around only a couple of years ago on X. What a oh. dynamite uh, band. Oh, is this you playing? There's a photograph yes, being posted but, but right now. But this photo is from our bass player's wedding where she was like, I think it'd be super fun if we got back together and played a couple of songs. That was not an actual performance photo. Yeah, it looks That's, like one of those yeah, she's uh, wearing a wedding, wedding dress. banquet halls. Exactly. That was just a silly, like, let's get together. And that wasn't even, that's not my guitar. I was borrowing a guitar. It was really fun, though. What a cool thing to be in a punk band. How long did this go? God, that went for, like, five years. And you made a record, at least one. We did. And we had some songs in movies. There we are playing in Sacramento. Wow. Um, How is this not the, the lead item about you? It's always, oh, demure and funny, you know, you know, nice lady kind of thing. <laughs> Punk band. That's cool. Maybe I need to push it to the front more. I think I don't so. Know. But I played drums originally. I was the drummer of the band first. And then I thought I was moving. There was a lot of uh, instability in my life back then. Hmm. So anyway, okay, so that's me, though. Well, this, I, I feel like we've unearthed something that you haven't discussed, and I feel like we need to talk about that some more. And in fact, Producer Gary, by the next show, if I may be so bold to insist upon it, that you, you play some of Allison's music. That it would, needs to be. That, that might, That's a that great might idea. Sure. We could do that. Who did that theme song, by the way, for you? That is Trap Dog is his uh, professional name. Um, it's this guy, Tom Rapp, who's a friend of mine and a friend of the show and does the music for the show. And is able to do it like like I'll just be like, what about what about something like this? And then he'll just whip it together. There's there's more great trap dog stuff to come. And she's right. I've thought up ridiculous things and sent him an email. And 90 seconds later, it feels like it comes back exactly how I. Wow, it. we should he's have like, a showdown. He's uh, like you battle know, the bands because you know the one man house band Dick Banks is uh, you know is is cooks up same sort I of thing. Know. Any genre sounds yes. spot on. Yeah, I know, I know. And in fact, people will be like, I like the music. Who is that, Richard Banks? Or Dick, as you say, apparently. And mm. then I say, no, it's Trap Dog or Tom. So, All right. Well, listen, yeah. like I say, battle the bands. Let it begin. We've got to get them both out here. Mm-hmm. Is is Dick Banks out here? I feel weird saying Dick when I don't know him that well and I'm not sure he you goes know, by Dick. You know, it's funny. You want some name dropping. Uh, just uh, a few days before Corolla had Rich Eisen in here from the mm-hmm. NFL Network. Yes. I'm, I didn't hear the show, but I imagine that was football heavy as well. It was. Um, I I advised him. I mean, his career is going fine without my advice. But I said you can make it that much better. Don't be rich eyes. And of all the options of Richard, if, you know the different ways you can go. Right. If you're rich eyes, there's Rick. There's the Rickster. Rick eyes. And I don't like Rick. Rick has a stink on it, as far as I'm concerned at this point. There's Rick is bad. Rick well, Solomon. Right. Okay. Who else? Rick Riley, the cheese ball sports writer. Yeah. Okay. Santorum. 
Rick Santorum. Ooh, there you thank go. you. Right. Yeah, there are a lot of bad Ricks. It seems like you know. It seems like a porn guy. But name, you don't think it? Dick has a stink on it? Ironically, it, no. But it doesn't. Does it go well with Eisen? Dick Eisen? Dick Eisen? I think that's terrific. And plus, you have cool like Dicky Betts from like the Allman Brothers. Dick Eisen. But I feel like Dicky you're going Barrett up against, from the. You're going up against Dick Vitale though in the in the. Well, that's sports not Sports commentator. Type of category. Well, 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 I feel like Mad Men has brought Dick back. A can little you bit. be any cooler than Don Draper, aka Dick Whitman? I don't think no, so. No, you Absolutely can't. Not. Dick Eyes and cash in now. He he rebuked my my generous. You're right. It is time idea. for Dick to make a comeback. I think so because I used to marvel because I have two Uncle Dicks, mm-hmm. uh, and I used to marvel at the fact that there's no young Dicks these days. Mm-hmm. None, zero. No Not young a, dicks. No young dicks. Let's it's time that. for it to come back. You know what this means? There's going to be a groundswell of dicks mm-hmm. because when you land upon a name and you're like, ooh, that's perfect, I guarantee you eight million other people think, ooh, that's perfect. And that's why there's all these Abigails and Olivias and names that I've mm-hmm. thought, oh, that's an unusual name I haven't heard in a while. If I have a daughter, I will name her that. But now, but apparently everyone thinks that. So now if I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Dick. Hey, ladies out there who are carrying a baby around in your belly. Take uh, take Allison's word to heart. You need more dick. You know that's what that's what you're saying, right? More that's dicks exactly, is what we need. Thank you. We need more exactly dicks what around. I'm saying. Right. Okay, so you were replaced by Danny Bonaducci. Yes. Did it sting really though? Of course, it was horrific. Yes, yeah. it was a terrible thing because I had no idea what that, happened. Is this something um, we go into? Like, Does everyone know, Gary? I feel Am like I good? people know this yarn, right? No, I feel I like I'm sure. I think we should tell my it again. List, see, here's the, this has is fans that don't cross over to the that's true. This yeah. is the crevice World. I am in. I can't decide if I want to be in a crevice or not right now. Yeah, this is the space between the rock and the hard place that I'm in, and it happens to be a crevice, which is. Almost everyone connected with the Adam Carolla world knows exactly who you are and is super excited that you're here on my show. Oh, no. I assure you that there is a large percentage of people that are 180 degrees the opposite of that emotion. I'm glad you feel that way, though, because we should talk about that in a bit because I have a lot of feelings about the whole, like, opinions of other people and why they shouldn't matter even though they they do emotionally. It's the greatest – I will – you know, to me that is the – the personality trait I envy most in the world is are, are those people that seem to just genuinely go through life, and I don't mean that in a uh, um, misanthropic way. Right. I wish I could be somebody who just didn't and care. And ignorance is bliss. Is that no, you don't I mean? Would, a... Yeah, I don't mean Forrest Gump, although that's enviable too in a way. Just yeah. sort of like oh, I don't know. Just I guess things. I guess I'm just lucky. Here's what I think. Well, are you talking nice. about people in the public eye or everyone? No, in general. I wish I was one of those people. Don't, just didn't don't you care. know those free spirited people who are? It's not a put on. It's not to be a hipster or anything. They just sort of. They don't notice that other people are judging them constantly. What a great thing. I, my, my entire life is about everywhere I go is judging everyone around me. I have opinions. I listen to everybody mm-hmm. at a restaurant a little bit. Not like I have superpowers No, I know what you mean, though. You that, can't shut it off. I'm obsessed. And I, yeah. I choose to dislike everybody for a reason, probably, to make myself feel better and right. all that sort of thing. We are so But hard. those people who, who just sort of get through life and it doesn't occur to them, like, aren't you worried that people are going to think you're whatever for that no, yeah i'm so, trying to think if i, if I know any of those people i've certainly seen that as a pose but i'm trying to think if i genuinely know anyone like that if i do i feel like that kind of person is in such a different realm mm-hmm. uh career wise gary do you know people like that uh no i don't know not 
Not really. I guess sort of, but not. I can't. I can't think of. You know what though? I bet if we were all seventy, we'd be like, I don't know anyone who does give a shit about what other people think about them. It could be the phase of life we're in. I well, you're right. Probably the older we get, the less we will care about that sort of thing. But my, uh, you know, uh, uh, David Feeney, who I did a podcast with yes. that, uh, for, uh, right. for Days Ace of Broadcasting, Thunder. Days like, of Thunder. The most, or one of the most, one of the most, if not the most, popular podcast ever in the history of podcasts. Something like that, yeah. No, uh, David Feeney, he just got married, you see. And, uh, and I went out to the nuptials in Hawaii, and his wife is one of those kind of people. Just this sort of, you know, this is essence of like i you know i'm just uh life it, it not a there's not a recognition that my life is easier than anybody else's it's just sort of without being consumed by self-doubt is, is basically what it is and i don't know there's how any did way that she you get could, to be that way that's the that's the is question. there a downside to it i think part of it is the rub of it is is that if you are that way you are intrinsically that way and therefore you can't teach it it's sort of like right. being a uh, Ted Williams in baseball. He's a great hitter, but then he wasn't a good manager. He couldn't tell anybody else how to hit like him because it was just a natural thing for him. Michael Jordan is a bad uh, man, a, a bad uh, general manager of basketball because he can't make other people do what he could do. And I'm sure it's on some level, right. like, wait, I don't understand what you're not doing. Why you're not doing it the way I do it? Same right. thing with Gretzky as a coach. Now, Allison, Ted Williams was a baseball player. What? Okay. Yeah, Gretzky did the same thing as a manager of the Coyotes. I mean, he wasn't wasn't wildly successful, and I, it's not hard to see why. I mean, how do you teach it if you inherently just know it? Yeah, and so same thing. I think those people, I, I say, what is it? How do you not care about what anybody thinks? It seems like you just sort of glide through life mm-hmm. with a sunny disposition most of the time, and they have they don't even know what you're talking about. That's the only way it's to It's like you're to speaking our language. Yes. Anywho. Does she do anything where... It's dependent on other people's opinions of her performance, though? Mm, I don't think so. No. But then maybe that's the the chicken or the egg. Right, exactly. Because people like us, consumed by self-doubt, but beautiful, Mm, (laughs) might gravitate towards careers where we're looking for validation. I suppose that makes sense. Maybe. I don't know. Except that I did uh, sales in Chicago for almost a decade before I moved out here just because I had nothing better to do with myself. And was it fulfilling? Sales or this career move? Because no, the answer to both is no. <laughs> so right now, what, what's your main thing? Uh, well, I make my pages still at the uh, at the Kimmel Show, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, I'm basically doing two two jobs now because then I also um, am at the NFL Network, and I do on camera stuff or on. The move along sound. How dare you? <laughs> Producer Gary. See, that's an inside joke from Dave's of yeah. Thunder. That's the move along. That was so worth the look on your face. I don't think it was. It was so I'm worth listen. it. Great. Oh. Look, look at how amused you are with yourself. Look in the mirror and then uh, you'll feel good. <laughs> I Wait, I love that you had a move along sound. Yeah, that was at the how discretion that, of uh, the producer. If, if something How was felt, that one settled upon, though? That well, uh, kind of exactly birds. That. Ex- yeah, right, oh, this, is, this isn't interesting to right. anybody. And You yes. know, I think. Oh, oh, oh. Right. NFL Network. That's it. I do stuff. I talk. I do a podcast there. Damashek, look it up. Creep. That's it. Yeah. There, there, I feel like, okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I should have let you in on what that was, but that was delightful. There was a, back in the feel days. Free to use that. Feel permission. free to use it. Feel free to use it. Oh, really? Yeah, go ahead. Use the uh, move along uh, Are sound. Are you, uh, wait, what's it called when you sell off all your things? Are you doing that word yeah, that an I can't think yard of? Sale? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, there's another word. But I can't think of what it is. God, I hate that feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, don't uh, beat yourself up. You're I can't. Okay. No, I'm not. You're I'm doing gonna, great. I'm gonna 
Okay. Uh, no, Gary, before the show, asked if it's okay if he uses some sound effects. And I oh. jumped out of my skin. And I said, I love sound effects. I don't <laughs> know I'm what else he has. Because I'm kind of a cheesy human being. And then he explained, these are sound effects from Daves of Thunder. Ah. And I hope I'm not ruining the fact. No. He's, no, fine. I, he's confident in his pocket full of I got that sound one effects. Out. I got that one out without having to explain to anyone what it was. So more so might it. be coming. I don't even know. So explain Daves of Thunder. Oh, so, so anyway, so back to the crevice that I'm in. Mm. Or crevasse. Your, your daughter might Much say that. Much classier to say it um, that way, yeah. yeah. The butt crack of, of, uh, of a situation that I'm in is that some of my listeners might not know who you are, whereas other people know very much who you are. So I just have to, I just have to ride the crack. Mm-hmm. And explain to them why. So far, we're, so we're 15 minutes or so into the no, show. No, we're and much the folk, more into that. The episode name shall be Butt Cracks and Dicks, <laughs> A Visit with Dave Damashek. Yes. Yeah, that's I like good. that. See, and I said to you, Dave Damashek, don't save your good stuff for that other show. No. Save it for this show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you definitely are. I well, kind of like, I kinda I, like On the Crack with Shekels the Clown. That's not bad. That's yeah, not that bad. could be good. Um, yeah, I wish I had, uh, I wish I had good stuff. And then, but believe me, if I had any good stuff, I would never save. But this is the day of your. I would just repeat it over and over and over again. That's what we all do. This is the day of your triumphant return to the Adam Carolla podcast. That might sound confusing to people. This is the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show, but I like the name of your show. Thank you. It's warm. It's fun and inviting. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, But Dave Damashek is going to be sticking around and then appearing on the Adam Carolla show later today. To do sports. That's right. two weeks ago, depending on when you're listening to this. Right. In podcast time two weeks ago. In real time now, unless we're not supposed to reveal that, in which case I am drunk. I don't know what I'm saying. How are you feeling about the triumphant return? How did you... No, how are you feeling about the triumphant return that you had? Uh, well, I loved it. It was great to see everybody. Everybody uh-huh. was everybody was looking well. Time has treated them all terrifically, right. yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the new, really. I thought the news girl looked a lot like Teresa Strasser, but uh, I mean, she seemed perfectly <laughs> nice and uh, terrific. But yeah, thank no, you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be uh, a good time. I'll talk. Supposedly, I'm on there to do sports, but you know, look. What's right. the chance of us sticking to a topic with uh, Corolla? Well, I don't I mean, stick well to a topic, and then Corolla very small. But if there is going to be a topic you can stick to, I think you have more of a chance of sticking to sports than like most other things. Then if you're coming on to talk about the health of your hair follicles, yeah. But he yeah. has. Listen, here's the thing with Corolla. He has. Well, here's the thing. There are a several thing. things yeah. with him. There's one thing. One of the things with him is that he likes the same three or four issues with sports. He likes to talk about the coffin corner in football. Mm-hmm. He likes to talk about the uprights. Yeah, he likes to. Well, even the, I know that. And I don't uprights. even know what that. I mean, he I only barely know. He likes to talk know. about the baseball season being too long. And I think that's about it. But uh, yeah, so and, and then I like to remind him that he, li- you know, he likes to say he's a big L.A. Rams fan. And then he went to the Rams Super Bowl about a decade ago. I was there in New Orleans, and he left at halftime. Why? He just didn't like the guy sitting next to him. <laughs> yeah. And his argument was, well, do you like the team on the field playing in the Super Bowl? Yeah. I think that overrides back in, the back of my hotel room. I got a plasma. I watched uh, there. Look, look, Shaq. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's why, and and ultimately, I think that that's why they probably kicked me off the air <laughs> with uh, from Corolla because I mean I can I can hear the noise four hours of, of like nah, 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 here's the thing Shaq like what you don't tell me Corolla rah, rah, rah. like uh, Shaq like, oh, hey Ace rah, 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 rah. that must have been what it sounded though, like I driving think. around 
Well, you know, Bonaduce is an undeniable force. So that's true. It could have just been his skill and not your lack thereof. I never. I, I can honestly say I think I heard forty-five minutes of that show I, went with know, uh, with him on it. I don't really know what happened on it, but I not. That I'll anyone... show you CBS. That's I won't right. listen to your show. And then they and then look what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Coincidence? What, what really happened? What do you think really happened? The, uh, the this is treading old ground and pre- the, the category of people who don't know me certainly don't care about this. But I will say quickly, the program director there, uh, Jack Silver, didn't like me, and it Why, came out after know? the fact. Well, he it, after the fact, it came out that uh, he had always been pushing for in I think it was two thousand and five when Stern said he was leaving, and then they they started to scramble to try and fill that spot. Rob Barnett in Chicago, in, in uh, New York, the the executive of CBS Radio, decided to do I think three regions or was it four? Like he had uh, he had um, uh, what's his name David Lee Roth in, in on the East Coast. He had a guy named Rover in the Midwest, Chicago kind of area. I'm not sure where that show came from, where that show came out of, and then Corolla. And very quickly, it was even before we started, and then even a month or two in, it was the the talk was. That this show, likely, the Corolla show, was likely going to have to move to New York at some point, at mm-hmm. least for a couple of years, for it to be a national show. But then it came out that, apparently, Jack Silver was high on Danny Bonaducci and the power struggle. This is all boring, but apparently the CBS, uh, the, the hierarchy was Rob Barnett said from New York City, we shall be deciding who replaces Stern in all markets. Jack Silver, being a West Coast executive, figured, "Well, I get to this is my this is my chance. This is the golden ticket. I get to put whoever I want in there." And uh, Danny Bonaducci was going to be his choice, and then um, and then they instead made Jimmy Kimmel a consultant slash right. producer on the show, and they brought in. I, I, I think the big thing was CBS Radio asked John Stewart. The big moment was asking John Stewart, who do you think should take over in the West Coast? And he said, Adam Carolla is the best choice you could possibly make. And I think that's what cinched the deal for them. And then from there, Jimmy said, you know, because I'd been kibitzing on the radio about uh, sports and, and so on. And he said, why don't you jump in there as the sidekick and sporty guy, you know? And so then we did that and it went from there. And But then Jack Silver, things were going swimmingly until summertime, Jack Silver decided that Dave must go. Dave and everybody associated with Kimmel had to be gone from the show for it to work. So that was uh, that was the story I got. In he fact, excised all of you. What I saw was what was interesting. There was a they did focus groups or whatever or survey kind of thing, and it was a six or eight page long thing. And um. It was it was so ham handed that it made you laugh, and you figured, well, these these dopes can't possibly have enough clout. They're too dumb to get me kicked off the air. You knew by I think July or so, you knew that there was negative sentiment about all the all the Kimmel crowd. You know that was that that had uh, the place was lousy with with Kimmelite mm-hmm. with the you know residents of Kimmelite, as it's called <laughs> internally. Um, and uh, so so I got a look at this uh, at this research that they did. And the one page was there were 25 L.A. radio personalities listed, one right after the other with, uh, you know, bullet points, except about two-thirds of the way down the list, my name is there. And underneath my name and only my name are four questions. And one, do you think he sounds too much like Adam? Do you find his voice annoying? Do you think he talks like and like things that, I mean, are so 
you know, obviously leading right. somebody into, um, I never, right. you know, There's you could no even could... be like, I never thought of that. But now yeah. that you mention it, he does sound that way. So those kind of things. Right. The question should have been like, <clears throat> should we fire him in a month or two months? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, 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 so then I thought, <laughs> but it was, but it really was laughable except for the fact that then you thought well there's there's a certain amount of pressure and then it got to be a miserable experience it was fun until then and then it got to be right. miserable because then every few weeks jack silver would come in and say like now here's the deal buddy you got to i want you to be the third spoke in the uh in in the uh, uh of the show here i mean uh, you let uh, adam Ter- and teresa Adam and Teresa should do all the talking. You're you're an assassin in the weeds. You jump in only once in a while. Don't talk. Uh, don't uh, talk unless you're that kind of stuff. And it was like, what? I don't know what to do. I don't know what. Um, Were you talking to Adam about it to get his take? Or I mean, now I know uh, that this. What, you know, what are you? What are you gonna do? Uh, what's what's? I don't know what to tell you, uh, Shaq. Yeah, everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be all right. You know that was basically. <laughs> That wasn't basically. That was exactly what he said. Come on, we've all had conversations with him where it's been uh, like I think that. It's all going to work out. Uh, keep your chin up there. Can buddy. I uh, yeah. can I ask a question about the Bonaduce thing? I no. No one. <laughs> yes, not that anyone cares, but just for a little background, I lived in a market that didn't have it when the Adam Carolla show existed. So I never heard it with Sheck or without. I, I just I came to the Carolla party in Loveline and then skipped the whole radio thing and then came back at the podcast. When Bonaduce came in, was that? on the heels of his reality show yeah and he came in i remember in 2006 clearly in hindsight you realized oh that was all done for you know that was a it was basically a test show to see those three and in fact i remember jack silver telling me when bonaducci's in there don't talk four voices would be way too many just sit there in silence and And watch yourself get replaced i I, I didn't realize that that's exactly what was happening but yeah that was basically what i was looking at uh but it okay. was terrific. I couldn't argue with it. It was spellbinding. <laughs> <laughs> and how long did that, how long did the Bonaduce thing go on? Another year or two years? I don't know. Two, I think. 18 months at least. How did you originally um, get in, get involved in Camelot, find yourself there, and, and how did you meet Adam? Amazing um, Connect Four player. That's right. P- yeah, my, the name, my, my three straight championships it. in Connect Four in Chicago in the mid '90s. You know that uh, that opened a lot of doors for me. Maybe yeah. even more than my looks. Did. did you come from a family of great Connect Four players? Did you learn it on the streets? I always say about Connect Four. Yeah, you know, I, it's a it's a, a good question. No, I just realized when. In fact, I think the game came out when I was a child. It's sort of it's sort of the the younger sibling of chess you know chess came along hmm, and, I feel and like checkers over... right now is getting upset no 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 don't buy that that uh, lame marketing gimmick no, it's I vertical it's checkers trap i'm just saying yeah yeah hooey applesauce Malarkey. and so on it's my favorite word to look up in the in the uh, thesaurus so you, on you want to you want to have a lot of fun no 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 nonsense look up nonsense oh, yeah. in the thesaurus oh it's a, I, it's you a page have fun of with a thesaurus yeah yeah it is fun to go through that if you're on a long road trip uh uh Open. Bring a thesaurus. Yeah, you'll find a lot of fun words. Um, yeah, no, I, I, you're only as good in Connect Four as your first game. It's one of those, you know what, and I'm like Ted Williams or any of the other guys we were just talking about here. I can't teach the game. I, I have no ability to teach you if you don't know it. If mm. you don't, But I can see. If I watch your first game of four, I can see if you got the gift or not. I haven't played in a really long time. Right, break it out. Dave doesn't, Dave doesn't play competitive four anymore. No, I only what play. What happened? I only play recreationally. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like I had, I don't want to be melodramatic, like I had any sort of breakdown. But after my third championship in a row, I felt I had nothing left to prove in the sport. And it's so draining 
physically and emotionally. Oh, yeah. To well, survive I imagine that. it probably hard to hold down a relationship while you were competing. I mean, it the, got the, to while a you're point. Doing the tour. There was just nothing. There was just nothing that could. It, there was no second place. You know, it yeah. was Connect Four. You know, and so after I got, you know, once you get back to back, then you reach one level. But once you do three in a row, I mean, you join the pantheon of great sports dynasties ever. Mm-hmm. And then you know, where, where's and if I can't bring the passion to it, if I can't give a hundred and ten percent to the sport that I love that's done so much for me, I'm not going to disrespect it that way. And so I walked away. I, I, you know, I play recreationally, but I just don't play competitive for any longer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing sure. that. No, I'm Sorry. happy It's to. sad, though. It's well, sad because competitive four has say. lost. Yeah. Think of what... But you know what? you got to look out for yourself, too. Yeah. Would I mean, you... Now, would you carbo load before you played? What was your um, philosophy? With all due respect, I'll answer a lot of questions, but you know how I prepared is, okay, I is my understand. own business. I I'm don't sorry. like to get into it. You're that. right. I knew I knew ahead of time that that was off limits. Weed. <laughs> Gary, please. Now, um, he's laughing at your pain. That's well, that's I'm not surprised In all by that. seriousness, and I don't even know why I would choose to go serious now, but I'm mm-hmm. going to. Um, I felt my feelings for my boyfriend at the time just shrivel up and die hmm. kind of like a calf's testicles that you put a rubber band around which apparently is the humane way to neuter them which is disgusting and hmm. i'm sorry i mentioned that i had no idea i felt i felt my my feelings just just wither and just blow away like a puff for my boyfriend in the middle of a chess game because he was playing we no, we were both we were playing oh. each other. I mean, I think that it was a long time. I still that is the one relationship um, where I still look back and I think, what the fuck was that? And what the fuck happened? And what? And huh? And I'm an, I'm the kind of person who usually can really talk someone through my emotions about everything almost too much. Some would say, but that one was just I I like I felt like I was underwater and then I came up and then I was like, what? But anyway. Um, yeah, I think things were starting to disintegrate between us already, and we weren't dealing with it, or he might not have even thought that was the case, that there were problems, which was part of the problem. And then we were playing chess, and then I just remember I had this feeling of, like, I can't believe he thinks that I could be so stupid as to mm. fall for that or whatever, it was like either either it's this or either it's that or it's I can't remember what the other option was, but they both were really spiteful. And then I just began to just hate him. I that's I, I love that. That's a great uh, that's a great yarn. So it's because sad. because right you took it, his move. He moved the bishop or whatever. Yeah, or the I can't rook. remember what it was, but it was something. And it was like that. You think I'm that dumb? Yeah. How dare you? What an insult, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's I, I like and, that. And in my current relationship, we don't really play games, and maybe it's for the best. Mm-hmm. I think now, yeah, of course, learn from your mistakes, right? The French say we never, we don't learn from our mistakes, but you know, don't worry about what the French think. Worry about what Allison thinks, and don't play games. Learn from your past misdeeds. Not that that was a misdeed to dump him. If, no, but it. Well, I mean, maybe it was cathartic. Maybe it was. Uh, a 
and words failing me. I hate this. Uh, maybe How about it was an something excuse. That, maybe I, I, I. My guess is, although I think it would be way better. I think it'd be way cooler if it was a perfect relationship, but one perceived slight on the chessboard made you dump him and end that up. would yeah no that would be good <laughs> dump but your no, potential was, future husband would be great i but. could tell the same story and i could be like and then we were playing skee-ball and yeah. then i realized you know i mean it was going to happen no matter what kind of game it was i suspect but chess was kind of the perfect long game for this to happen during so dave damashek mm. i am someone who knows and cares very little about sports and i don't understand it and perhaps I'm like David Feeney's wife who's like I I realize you guys are all some other way but I don't get it or the reverse Um, I just I don't I can't quite plug into why it is such a huge uh, cultural force and a thing that people are so passionate about and love I would like to though what am I missing wow Uh, that's a big question what is good about sports, basically? I mean, yeah. the, the the simple answer that you hear people say, uh, you know, talk about uh, in, in some variation on the idea that it's, as opposed to everything else on TV or in the movies, it is the, it's unscripted and the result is going to play itself out and no one knows exactly what that ending's going to be. You can predict it, but sometimes you're surprised by it and that's exciting because it's true drama and it's true surprise and people like underdog stories in, in movies and TV and that's what sports gives us. And, uh, you know, people, uh, so, so I think there's that element that it is the true drama and, and there is, there are, um, admirable aspects that emerge in in human character on the on the fields of play there's also something interesting that so many soldiers i don't know enough about this and and i'm not comparing the intensity of playing a football game with uh, being in iraq but there is something about the soldiers over there i think the human um i think the i, I think the you uh, think it's an the acceptable range. form of war in a way, I think the range of nervousness and bravery and all those things is is sort of limited. I don't think that, um, relatively speaking, even though it would be much worse, obviously, to be in the mountains of Afghanistan and being shot at in, in shells and nowhere to hide versus playing football. But I think the human experience of being nervous and everything, I think you react basically the same way. Mm-hmm. You're not... You're not a thousand times more nervous when you're getting shot at than when some big guy is, you know, when you're going out onto a field to play the big game. I just think that that's human nature, that right. you don't have that scale that makes it that much worse for you. Um, most people feel that, feel apocalyptic nerves when they have to speak publicly or whatever. So, um, so, and so then when people rise to that occasion and perform well under those, uh, under those circumstances, I think we like to see that. And then I think we live vicariously through that. The drama, the, the range of human emotions, the heartbreak and the joy and everything else. And then we, we, we don't ultimately get our hands dirty as fans. We, we live through other people doing it. And, uh, and so that appeals to people who don't get to live. The, the, I, people relate to that much better, the average person, because we played games. Most of us, at least, played games or played sports growing up. So we can relate to those. The disconnect is for people like you. you prop, my hunch is you didn't grow up in a house that had sports being no. played. 
I didn't. That's that. That's it. Anybody you meet who doesn't grow up around it, so that you just sort of have uh, a um, an inherent knowledge of the yeah. game and what, yeah. what you're looking. You know, if, as long as you know, like, yeah, if he hits the ball over there, right. then so it, and might, it goes over it, the so wall. It's just it's a, home a lack run. of familiarity. I, I mean, I played tennis, but yeah, and if I think you, my dad had played football in college, sports. but wasn't into it. What we're talking about sports? <laughs> yeah, tennis is <laughs> recreational. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, hobby. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think Dave's completely right. I think it has a lot to do with you know whether or not people in your family or just really anyone who's important in your life is into it. I mean, if you had had a very close friend who had somehow been indoctrinated right. into being a, a, an Angels fan or something, you might you know have a bit more fondness for baseball. It's a it's a community type thing. I feel. I mean, yeah. Well, see, I can understand it in that respect. Like I could understand if there was an Ace Broadcasting team, I'd really want them to beat the I don't know what some other podcasting networks team. So on the like hyper local level, we well, that's exactly what which it we is. We wouldn't. <laughs> I am from I am from uh, Pittsburgh, and there's nowhere that is more um, sort of identified with its teams than Pittsburgh is. Mm-hmm. And so, so that sort of uh, that sort of zealotry and that sort of identity that a winning football team has given the city of Pittsburgh, which it, but when, when they started winning in the '70s, was known to have a black cloud of. Uh, of um, you know of steel from the steel mills and everything that was what people thought of Pittsburgh. Somehow this pulled the city out. It raised the spirits. Right. I say every year. I hope that the Steelers and the Penguins, uh, the local hockey team, I hope they do well because I derive pleasure from it here in Los Angeles. But more, I feel happy for the people of Pittsburgh that are going through the the you know the tedium and drudgery of of. Uh, of the human experience and getting lifted through the dark days of winter, watching success on the field. It's fun. It makes it makes the I winter go by. I wish I had by. a piece of me that was attached. Like when there's a show that I really like on television, and I know, let's say, either I have the DVDs or I can tune in. You know, every mm-hmm. week, I'm excited. I feel like okay, there there's something good that's going to happen for the rest that's of the season. Exactly but right. I, yeah, but it's but it's not like. It's not the uh, the range that you're discussing. It's well, not it's like, funny. oh, my God, I'm so happy. But, you know? it, but, and but, I wish you, I, but I would love to feel that related to a sport. What you do hit on, though, is, is exactly what I always say. What do people who don't have sports look forward to on a regular basis? Sports is around, you know, year-round. There's every year, if, if your team doesn't win this year, if you don't like the results of, a, of the way something goes – there's next year at least, or there's the next sport, and it's all about, hey, in three weeks I have tickets to go and see this, and oh, you know what, the Super Bowl's coming up, and uh, oh, those baseball games, oh, that team's supposed to be good this year, that's my team, I'll be interested to see how they do next fall. That's great, it gives you something to look forward to, and that is the difference between depression and uh, and sort of, Hope. Uh, uh, yeah, a sort of uh, reasonable frame of mind mm-hmm. as you wake up each day, I feel like. You need stuff to look forward to, right? Yes. Have, now, have you met people like me, though, who sports tards? Of course. Of course. Many, many. I haven't. I'm all alone in my... No, my Listen, no, somebody just I walked behind like the glass there who ain't exactly... Uh, Mike Lynch? Ain't exactly uh, but I don't, Bill but I Simmons like when it comes to sports. a little more, probably, than I do. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he likes his uh, Red Sox, I think. That's about That's it. Right. I don't think he knows a lot about it, though. I don't no, think he cares right. deeply. He doesn't. He's not as emotionally invested as a cuckoo like I am, you know. Right. I always like the phenomenon of after a championship, the ironic result that 
hey, my team just won. I'm going to go out and flip over a police car. But it makes sense. Have because you wanted to do that? Have you felt no. yourself about to go riot or wild or loot? But you know, how, you know verb? how mothers, mothers, uh, you know, when, when uh, their child's trapped under a car and you hear about yes. them picking a car up. In the same way, there's this reflected glory that comes from, hey, my team just won. Therefore, I'm above the law. I am a superhero and I am above the uh, society's laws tonight and I will go out See, and celebrate. In general, I'm someone who's pretty and I realize I'm going to uh to lose any favor I have with a certain number of listeners right now. So ignore what I'm saying. I'm someone who's like very I'm pretty anti-team, anti-group, anti-fraternity or sorority even though a lot of my friends have been in them and they're good people. But I'm like that like the fact that in a group, people can do something that individually they wouldn't do. And I'm not talking about a great thing like building a house or something. I'm talking about something awful. Frightens me. Like, it frightens me that people can just snap into group think mm. or that like that team thing freaks me out. Um, and yet, there are moments in my life where I have felt it or where, where I have actually understood it. You must be – you must remember the Laverne and Shirley episode when uh, Lenny – leaves Squiggy and he goes out on his own and he gets himself a satin jacket that says one wolf on the back but he wanted to say lone wolf so he takes one of Laverne's L's you know that she wore on her shirt and makes it lone wolf I actually this is going to be shocking especially since my band was named I didn't name us but yes please do I would love that my band was named after something from a Laverne and Shirley episode but I didn't I didn't watch Laverne and Shirley as much but I've seen every episode of Facts of Life more than once and there have been times that one of the girls would want to strike out on her own hmm. solo. I don't like that. No. But yeah, what I always I mean, when I, I hear it. facts so I of life, it. it requires that I do my terrible impression of Jerry Jewell. Please, I have one too. Jerry Jewell, she was of course the uh, comedian yeah. with uh, cerebral palsy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what happened to her. You know, She's she, still around. She, she still... came out as a lesbian. Uh, here's oh, good the thing: for her. everyone was like, "Did you hear who came out from Facts of Life?" And I thought, "Are Joe, you going to say?" Obviously. Yeah, that's what everyone expected, but no. Jerry wow, that's a, you would think, yeah, of course, Joe, and then right. and then uh, Tootie wouldn't be a shocker for me, really. Yeah, what? N- Natalie, and then all the, of them, and then really. W- well, Lisa Wachow is very religious. Yes, yes, she is. I know that. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that she's uh, deeply religious. Um, and she was back then. Evidently, she her character was. I like the, that you call her Lisa Welchel, as opposed to what Blair. Yeah. I like that. You just go, well, of course, everybody yeah. knows Lisa, the, the great actress, Lisa Welchel. Right. I don't get what you're pointing out, I but just, okay. I, no, I admire you pulling so, her real name. Good for you. Thank you. So Blair, Blair's character was supposed to lose her virginity first, but she, the actress, aforementioned Lisa, because of her religious feelings, she didn't want to. So they gave the storyline to Natalie. She lost her virginity to Snake. That was her boyfriend. Right. Where they were, they by that point they were working in the catering store, right? They weren't. No, still... they were past the catering store, and they were in the novelty store over our heads. You're kidding me! I kid so you not. It went, so it goes from the like it goes from the dorms. The yes, yes, at Eastland. Why? And then some of the well, and then Blair and Joe went to college at Langley. Yeah, but then they all were they were all toiling in her little That's neighborhood right, sandwich shop or whatever. Yeah, her gourmet yeah. food shop. That's what it was. And you know who played Kelly Kapowski? The uh, character who stole escargot shells and other things that, and said that the Lords of Discipline or something, I mean, maybe not Lords of Discipline, she came up with some, she said that there was a gang in town and that they had to pay her protection money. And then Joe, who was from the, you know, the streets of the Bronx, knew that this was all BS. Anyway, she was played by Pam Adlon, who has played Adam's wife in a bunch of things. 
Oh, how about that? Yes. Yeah, so it's a weird small world I, for oh, me. I, yeah. Now I can picture her. That's right. She was in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was a great run we had as a nation. Facts of life every every week. I like. I miss. I, I miss. Are you being sarcastic? No. I miss the. I miss the the sitcoms that had those melodramatic endings in there. You know, like yes. th- they would play out a very family, special episode. Yeah, Family Ties did a lot of that. In fact, you could set your watch to at the at the twenty one minute mark of the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about uh, without commercials during the commercial. You know, before the right. you know twenty one minutes into the episode at uh, well that was the first wait it was Cosby at eight. Then family ties at eight thirty, and then cheers at nine. What a gangbusters trio, huh? Well, facts of life was in there at a certain point. Was that the nine thirty show? No, because Cheers came on after Facts of Life. Is that right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, and there was a show called Dear Sydney for a little while. I remember Dear Sydney. Yeah. In which it was implied that um, that was a uh, Swoosie Kurtz opposite uh, Tony uh, Curtis, uh, not Tony Robert? Curtis, uh, Robbins. No, I can picture him from uh, Odd Couple. Who was in the Odd Couple with uh, in the TV version opposite Jack Klugman? What's his name? He's they died. Tony. 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 Something. Great. Jack Lemon. I said opposite the TV show. You dope. Stop kibitzing back there playing grab ass with uh, Donovan over there. <laughs> And Lynch, I don't know what you're doing, but listen. TV show? With Tony Randall. Tony, Tony Randall. Randall. Thank there you. we go. It was implied on that show that he was gay. See, I was too young to get that. Yeah, that was, but that was the right. that was the, the storyline. Right. Yeah, I remember Love Sydney. That wasn't too bad. Do you remember Benson? Remember it was never Benson. that good. No, for, go like back it? and watch the first episode of Benson. Spin off, spin off from Soap, which was great, and right. then they spin Robert Guillaume off into that. And the first year is uh, terrific. Then it quickly. Uh, spirals out of control into rubbish. It had uh, one of the Gold sisters. I think it had Missy Gold. Yeah, that's right. Sister of Tracy Gold from Growing Pains. Well, what were your shows growing up? Well, I liked, uh, I, I watched a lot of, you know, I think I always talk about, you know, imagine, you know, just as our parents tell us, like, you know, my old man actually remembers the time when there wasn't TV and he talks about radio. And obviously you can apply this to pornography as well, the access that, that we had to pornography versus, uh, you know, what preteens have these days mm-hmm. is, you know, it's a, a quantum leap forward. Same thing with TV in general. We only had, remember, we only had like four or five channels right. growing up. I mean, they you're younger than I am, but I mean, it would yeah, be. Yeah, but I'm old enough that I rem- sort of remember when they would, um, like, did they play the national anthem or whatever? And then it would be color oh, bars. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. And then we would have, well, I got a lot of Gomer Pyle reruns growing up. I, I, I drank all those in, not knowing any better. What, what a weird show that is mm-hmm. with the uh, Jim Neighbors, who is gay. I think I'm pretty sure that is gay. I think but, so. But instead, he was. But they. But they spun his effeminate way into being a, uh, into being just a, a country schnook kind right. of a guy. Like hi, Mo- hi, Sarge. Like Monroe from One Life, not One Life to Live. What am I saying? From Too Close for Too Comfort. Too Close for Comfort. Yeah. Was he Jim J. Actually Bullock. gay on oh, yeah. the show? Yeah. On the show? No, no, no. He was dating one of oh, the was sisters. He? Yeah, he was dating the foxy blonde sister on that yeah. show. Yeah, that. You know what bothered me about that show? They don't look like sisters. No, indeed. No, they don't. Not at all. Yeah. Ted okay. Knight, the great Ted Knight. Right. His greatest work maybe is as the uh, voiceover guy on Super Friends. Meanwhile, at the Justice League. That's a, that's I how didn't Ted even Knight know was. it was that guy. Yeah. There's gaps. Well, Ted Knight's my... scratch that. Ted Knight's greatest work is obviously Caddyshack, but a close second. But I was watching Splash this morning, and I was reminded that John Candy's greatest role, or at least most underappreciated role, Splash. Very funny. He's the playboy brother of Tom Hanks in that movie. Hmm. 
It's been a really long time since I've seen Splash. It's a it's an excellent picture. Do you find yourself sexually attracted to mermaids? No, I, uh, Daryl Hannah is one of those women. She's one of the She's women. She's a mannish. The, She's a handsome woman. It goes from Daryl Hannah. But these are women who are somehow their their feminine charms were completely lost on me. Oh, Daryl yes. Hannah. This is like the sound that only dogs can hear. Yeah. Sassy Ma- or Jane Magazine, I forget which one, I think it was Sassy, made that the phrase of the week a long time ago to describe those women that all men find attractive, but other women don't see it. Yeah. So this is like, this for you, this is yeah, like that. Yeah, there are a lot of men like that. I can identify for you. Like, I can see I George Clooney, and I can see Brad Pitt are, are handsome I devils. can't see the Tom Cruise thing. Is that right? But I would definitely have sex with Brad Pitt. Yeah. I, well, I can see that they're handsome. Well, he, mm-hmm. You know, I've said this many times before. But the key, you can never tell. When you walk the streets of L.A., you've seen your share of celebrities, I assume, right? Sure. I always say with those people, big range with the women. Sometimes you're, you're so – you're devastated like, wow, that's what – you know, right. the one people hold up a lot is and it's rude. But maybe she's not listening so it won't hurt her feelings is Cameron Diaz. You hear a no, lot of – No, she listens. Yeah. Oh, she does. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Then I better come up with another example. Um, uh, Lisa Welchel. <laughs> A lot of people say, Lisa Welchel, she must be beautiful in person. And then you see her and you're like, ooh, no, not so really? good. That's what they say about Cameron. Yeah. But, but that, but, and then some women better than you, like Christina Applegate. I saw her once. A vision, a vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, spectacular. You could do as well, but, not, but, but never better. Right. You know? I heard, go ahead. But the men, 100% of them, 100% of the A list men, beautiful bastards. Why? Because they all have impossible jawlines. They all have this severe chin and jawline and I swoon over every one of them. Often the stereotype that they're that they're small human beings is true. Mm-hmm. They're slighter people, but I just saw Liam Neeson. He's a, he's a mountain of a man, you know? You know he, what else? he intimidated me with his rugged good looks. You know what else they all have? Perfectly brand new stylish jeans. Well, I think you're mocking me. No, Can no, I'm not. I, I didn't even look at your. It, I want you the to look at these. Your jeans. I want you to look at these, Allison Rosen. Those look at some, my new jeans. I, those are great. How are many? they good? I got them from the Gap, and I was, I was, I was told that not. I, uh, somebody told me a man even. They said, "Oh, you're be- just not today at uh, at the Kimmel show." They said, "You're better than the Gap," and I said, "No, I'm no, not." And I don't no, even know not. what that means. You're, what does that mean? Def- I'm better than the Gap. What do I? I can't buy. I can't buy my jeans at the Gap. That's What's somehow. Wrong with the Gap? I have no idea. That's what I'm asking. Well, Does Jerry O'Connell was here, and he and I had a conversation, and I couldn't help but notice his perfect jeans. Hmm. And they like they looked like, I don't even know if they had been worn before, but if they had, he'd hired someone to pre-wear them in a perfect way. And they just had that look of like, I'm, I'm, I've arrived, and I feel it's important that I wear perfect jeans. And hmm. you'll appreciate this. You know who else I saw sporting these said perfect jeans the other day? Marlon Brando. No. Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. What, have you noticed his jeans? Yeah, he's very fit now. Right. He's, he's much... He's, has, it allowed, has it opened up a whole new world of jeans for him? Because his denim was perfect. Is that right? I'll, I'll listen. I, I mean, I'll pass I don't, along I don't the, know dick uh, about fashion, but... It just seemed like the, those are some new, perfectly worn in expensive jeans. Fashion intrigues me. You know, I, I, I you know, I don't, I didn't know it that. It me. Yeah, I did. Well, no, I, it intrigues me in right, in the upsetting way. Like, what? I can't wait. Now I have to be self-conscious right. like, about having culture, jeans. As a culture, we're going to care about this? Why? The gap is frowned. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm to be frowned upon for gap jeans? I'm a man. What, what, what kind of jeans do I need? I have to spend 
triple digits on a on a on a pair of dungarees? No can do. Here's a crazy thing that happens in my head that I'm going to share with you. I have a problem with architects mm. and with architecture. Oh. But actually, those are separate. My problems with architecture started before I realized that most architects are egomaniacal jerks. I'm sorry. People get upset that I feel that way, but I don't just feel that way. person has to I stand for something in That's this what world. I, that, thank you. I knew you would understand. I similarly have a problem with fashion. And I think, I think what it is is when form and function intersect, it, I feel like it creates um, something that is shallow and potentially vapid and i Mm. think this goes back to my childhood feeling that we should judge people based on who they are inside subclavicle not on how they look Mm. and so therefore i feel like why are we judging and by the way i realize the flaws in this but why are we judging buildings by how they look and why do we you know like why like i feel like it creates this emphasis on the appearance of things when these things have a function like the sole of your shirt well, mm. with clothing, it's kind of different. But, I, you know, I guess I throw fashion into it because people are like, it's wearable art. I'm like, really? Well, a, a, a couple of things about that. Yes. With, when it comes to architecture, I don't like, what is it called? The uh, the flat iron building? Is that what it's called in New York? Yes. Is that what I'm called? Yes. The, 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 the very narrow like, yes. triangular yeah, exactly. building looks that like an iron, you, right? you, you see constantly in, in, uh, yeah. in TV shows and movies. Yeah, I always wonder what are the rooms like in there. Veronica's closet was really theoretically weird. set in there, but it must be yeah. Imagine if you're one of the ones right at the nose, right, right. at the front. It must be you have to stand sideways, yeah. and be thin. But how see, much she appreciate it then? Not so much. I have to say this though, even though I feel that way, I do realize that I'm much happier in a place that looks beautiful. Because I'm see, I'm okay with beauty in like a pure platonic sense. Like truth is beauty, and beauty is truth, and whatever that Keats poem line is that I just messed up. I'm a, I, you know, art and things that are beautiful do make you have a certain reaction. It's just when beauty is mixed with function that then it makes me uncomfortable. Hmm. But I would rather walk around a pretty street. You know what's weird about that is a lot of people. Well, yeah, of course I agree with that. But I, you know, when it comes to architecture, L.A. has something distinctive about it versus places like New York or Chicago or other places that you might hold up as having great looking homes and mm-hmm. and, and everything. I love in L.A. Or it's interesting, at least, that some of the best houses on the inside with the greatest views that look out over the the Hollywood Hills or into the valley, either way, from the exterior, they're yes. nothing. They're little. They look like a shoebox. It makes and apartment hunting so hard. It's weird. You have to go and look at everything, but right. sometimes it's a it's a joy to open the door and say, "Whoa! I didn't expect this at all. I thought mm-hmm. it was going to look like the interior of That's a mobile right. home of a double wide." But no, it's no. it's glorious. L.A. conceals its charms, except for the people who have a lot of plastic surgery. Here's what guys. Here's what guys do you talk about form and function it reminds me of this and i cannot stand when guys do this it's see this is what happens with this like the the other side of you shop at the gap you're better than that you're better than that to wear gap jeans that's obnoxious yes. and, and weird and judgmental to be right but then the other side of it is the guy who has to play up his heterosexuality how testosterone he is so he has no knowledge about anything he uh, right like you know like you know, and and then, but then they make a they make a slightly outside the box fashion choice. They wear a certain kind of shoes or a certain kind of pants you've never seen them, and you're like, oh, those are interesting pants. They're like two dollars. They cost me two dollars. I don't oh, even know. The thrift store. They're man. so right. comfortable. They're protesting too. They're much. so comfortable. Yeah. I don't. I, you know what? I didn't even notice them. They just were so comfortable, and they and and right. in fact, they're paying me forty dollars to wear them today. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, I don't like either one. Yeah, too much, too little. I don't have any use for either. Yeah, of them. and what's with the pocket square? 
What do you That's mean? That's what I'd say to that guy. Oh. Right, the guy who's pretending he has no, he doesn't care at all, but then wears a pocket square, you know. What is a pocket square? I, that's I, I I'm it's sorry like little... to break to break. Is this a pocket square? Oh no, it's that's like a po- s- your pocket is sort of in the shape of a square, Dave. But no, a pocket uh, square is like what like a little handkerchief. Oh, that you... I, the, the kerchief was... in there. Yeah, I was yeah. making a joke like the guy who claims yeah, to have no sense of it at all. I'm but sorry. then it's, it's okay. I, I'm d- uh, listen. I'm not very quick on the uptake. So be it. You know. Deal is your, with is it. your dad quick on the uptake? No, 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 no. He's not. Because Father's Day is coming up. I heard about read. that. Yeah. I figured. I knew you were going right into That's that. That's yeah. right. Do you know Good what you're going to you. get your dad? I don't know. What are my children going to get me? Maybe I'll just uh, well, re-gift it. Well, they could it. never lift a man grate because it's too heavy. It's a 100% made in America but cast plenty iron mobile. grilling grate. And I said this on the last show, and I'm going to say it again. This is such a good gift that I gave one to my boyfriend, even though he doesn't have a grill. Hmm. I realized it afterwards. I realized, hmm, oh well. But he still loved it. It's a good Not just hint, the though. idea. He just loved it. That's a man right. should work a grill, That's right? That's right. I don't know how to work the grill. You don't? Mm-mm. Well, then you better learn and you better... No, well, then you should just... Does your dad know how? Oh, no, no, no. No, indeed. Th- thank you for <laughs> this great help. But listeners, <laughs> listeners, We're you should Jews. get your dad... This is just, just detailed. Jews don't, Jews don't barbecue, do they? Yeah. I like to eat barbecue, but yeah, my I, I, I don't dad, know my how dad to do does. It. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. get him, you should get him a man grate for I can't Father's lift Day this thing. Year. I know. I should, though. So anyway, if you're listening and you're thinking, what am I going to get my dad for Father's Day? Or you're thinking, you know what? I have $20 burning a hole in my pocket, and I want to buy something nice for myself. And that's right. It is only $20. Mm. There's a frog in my throat, so this is going to be an extra sexy bit of information about the mangrate you need to get yourself a mangrate this is um one of adam's original sponsors and now they're a sponsor on my show and i could not be more happy and they are completely american made and they're heavy as hell and they're cast iron and you can have steakhouse quality grilling in your backyard no more dry meat or flare-ups which just amuses the hell out of me what dry meat flare-up yeah yeah. And so you can see there's a $20 Allison Rosen is your new best friend special. Click on the Mangrate banner at AllisonRosen.com to order today. And every Allison Rosen is your new best friend show order. I was going to say show order. That would not be what I meant to say. Oh, it's a Freudian slip directed at Dave Damashek. I'm sorry. No. I cleaned myself. I, I cleaned tell. myself before I, I came you over here. You look clean. Oh, God, did okay. you take actual, an actual shower? Of course or? I did. I'm not one of these people. Oh, Corolla's one of those people. I, I don't have body odor. Says you. How do you know what you have? Well, believe me, I'm sitting next to you. I only shower uh, once every uh, two weeks. I don't know. Once a fortnight's enough for the ace man. <laughs> have you actually smelled him, though? Because I sit near him, and I haven't smelled anything He foul. one day, He one day on the radio show, I remember, he came in and his... Uh, I don't, I, I, one of my pet peeves in life is uh, I, women, I encourage them to wear sandals and open-toe shoes and all that kind of stuff. Men Hang on one quick should second. not be doing that. Every show order comes with a heavy-duty man-great grilling brush. Okay, back wow. to your discussion of feet. I can't stand the look of men's feet. Oh, you're or unattractive women's feet. I don't like. Yeah, I don't, keep that. your keep your okay. stinking feet under wraps when you're in public. I don't want to. Don't leave the house in right. your slippers, yeah. fella. Who do you think I, you are? A petite I, young lady? No. <laughs> 
where Allison and I grew up, it is extremely normal to wear sandals yeah, to it is. church. Anywhere. I don't care. It's, I, I, I understand. I'm, I'm Listen, forbidding hey, We grew up it. in Sandalvania. Hey, I'm going to give you the blaster if you're not quiet real fast. You, that's not the, your I discretion started, to take from the holster. When I working here, I heard you go on a rant that was so vehement against this that mm-hmm. I have never once worn sandals to this building. Thank you. Ever. Have See? you thrown them out, though, or do you still open them? I mean, do you still own them? They're still in Orange County. Allison, the thing with me is is that I made a commitment to myself some years ago to leave this world a better place than how I found it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and closed-toed shoes. Exhibit A. Right. Damage Your protege. Getting it done. But, you know, nice we were talking. work. So, yeah, that impervious thing to things that other people like, I was impervious to. Look how I can call it back from 10 minutes ago. I know. Ago. That's great. Daryl Hannah begat Uma Thurman. I was and I completely go- missed I Uma Thurman, go but guys Uma loved after her. Daryl. Who am I forgetting? But now I can't think of the current one, the current queen of this. The current mannish woman? The, it's not that even mannish. It's just that they're a bit mannish. A lot of guys will say, like, oh, isn't she foxy? And I will say, I am completely missing the boat on that one. I'm right. trying to think of there is somebody is out there. Is she similar to the to those two, though? Because she I feel probably like they share is. a certain jawline. I don't go in for that brow. tall. I don't go in for that uh, that six-foot-tall statuesque woman. Women, uh, that's always held up because it's because clothes hang yes. best on them that so then somehow right. that equals the the ideal woman but in practice i don't know many guys who love a six foot tall women i do do you but i'm six five so that's what I, well that's what i always say to women though women are like oh i you know i'm worried about my cankles or ooh, i'm worried i don't have big enough boobs or i don't think i, I wish i had blonde hair whatever guys do i mean women all lament these things and i say i guarantee you that there are there is some percentage of men who like exactly what you have. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they will put up with it. Men are fetishistic with with these sorts of things, and they will. Uh, and 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 so yes, that appeals to certain men more than anything else. I don't I, know. I don't know if this is who you were thinking of going back to the discussion of Uma Thurman and that. Yeah. But uh, one person that everyone seems pretty hip on right now that I don't get is uh, what's her name Rooney Mara, the chick from Girl Oh Yeah. The Dragon. Mm. I don't. Interesting. Yeah, she's an interesting, but that's not who I'm thinking of. But yeah, that's I could see that one. I, I, I can't think. You know what, who's another one? Was Isabella that... Rossellini. Oh, in her day, people would say, "Is she's a, she's a beautiful creature?" She is. No, thank you. Mike what Lynch is saying Fox? he likes that. Megan Fox looks um, prematurely old to me. She looks like she's an attra- she's a she's a handsome 39 year old woman, except that she's 23. What about Jessica Paré? I don't know her. From Mad Men. She was, are you watching the current season? Oh, yeah, She's yeah, Dawn's yeah. wife. I, I forgot that that was her name. Yeah, Paray. I'm just trying to figure out who the person is you're thinking of. Um, it's not like Sofia Vergara or something, is it? No, she's attractive, but I think she's a little bit much. You know, I know that's Corolla. Oh, yeah, listen, heaven forbid you like uh, you don't like boobs. Uh, I'm a man who yeah. likes boobs. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Huh? Put, lock me up. Put me in a straitjacket. Huh? Um. Scarlett Johansson. She, that is it. That's the one. Scarlett Johansson. No. Somehow I am impervious. She's That's more her. feminine than the other ones, I would say. I know, but I don't get people swoon for her like it. she is the most beautiful woman in show business. And I, I just What's is not like. I, See, I'm, I mean, I'm I can't. How, how, how can I tell you that you what do, I don't like about her? I don't know. She, she doesn't, doesn't, you don't feel a stirring in your loins she, when no. you look at her, or you don't find her attractive. No. You don't see like, you physically like you look at her and it's no like, the former doesn't. the former there there, okay. there are no rumblings no down below right yeah. the Wang her. has no yeah the Wang has no uh, desire for it. There's plenty of guys like that for me guys who if guys are too perfect your Wang doesn't get excited. <laughs> I do not sport an erection mm-hmm. if the guy is too perfect and if it looks like he cares about that too much. 
Sorry, Dave, you're not doing it for me. Ouch. It's the, it's the perfection. So be it. So be it. But the no, perfection but we spoke of earlier. The smoldering sensuality doesn't uh, doesn't somehow come across for you? Maybe a little bit. Okay. I think we should Semitic do... Brando. You know, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what that's I am. Good. Do you agree? Sure. Yes. Semitic Stanley Kowalski. You know? Allison! <laughs> no? No, yeah, right. definitely. Do you have a sound effect to punctuate that one, Gary? I don't know what sound effects you're working with. Play something Cajun-y. I want to go down to New Orleans. I want to go down there in, in like August when it's sweltering and just go out in and a just tank show your top. Tits. You know, wear, wear a wife beater and just go out there and shoot pool and drink beer and get in a fight. I would live like Stanley Kowalski. That'd be a great place to go to for that a That whole scenario you just mentioned made me think if I were there, I bet I would get beads of sweat on my upper lip, mm-hmm. which I refer to as the sweat stash. Like of all the places to sweat, that is where I sweat, right above my upper lip. Could be worse. How? Well, you don't want to get all pitted out and everything, right? That's no good. Oh, I like do it all. pit sweat? I mean, yeah. I'm sure I sweat the normal amount there. I'm just saying. It shows up. It's a visible yeah. thing. My friend JR, Gary met JR at the Digital Hollywood panel thing I was on. He was organizing it many, many, many years ago, said to me, Allison, do yourself a favor. And then he swiped at his upper lip. Let me tell you something. You know what? Mike Lynch is a music aficionado, and I feel for him anytime I hear Corolla start talking about about music and his awful, awful Mike Lynch's favorite band is Fish. Fish is good. Fish, here's the thing with Fish. Fish and the Grateful Dead, I was just talking about this. They suffer from the same issue, which is that the general public resents their fan base. Yes. They don't like deadheads, and they don't like, uh, what are they, fish heads, fish I heads. assume? That makes sense. And for the record, by the way, favorite band is Pink Floyd. Oh, I'm, fish, I'm sorry. Stand fish corrected. is great, but the problem is is that both of them have that, rep- not, not necessarily repellent, but to a lot of people, they don't yeah. like that sort of, I mean. The, the, and, it's and of the course, scene that's implied. Right. It. It's drug-induced, that sort of oddball spinning around by yourself that whirling dervish yeah. kind of act and everything and that and that forced sort of hippie love it all mm-hmm. kind of mentality which sure again something is nice is he's going to say something nice which is a frat I, I guy it's a free, it's, it's like you look at the guy and you're like you're doing a you're doing sort of a character right. you're you're dressing you're you're in costume as a hippie you're playing yeah. a role from another time but you're you're a frat dude yeah, you know who drives a nice car you're, you're, right right Dave so, matthews also has a similar awfulness so but so i think people resent those bands and they've never heard their music and i always say fish and, and even grateful dead and fish fans say oh yeah you don't get the music right. to me listen to their studio records i think they're they're surprisingly well, I actually good li- i like grateful dead quite a bit yeah um american beauty's a gem fish but Yes. From the Mars Hotel, a great. Uh, those are both great studio records mm-hmm. by the Grateful Dead. But anyway, we've gotten off on a tangent. My point is, is that Mike Lynch has to suffer through. And now that I know that you were in a punk band, you also are forced to suffer through Corolla's announcements uh. about what is good music and what isn't. I mean, there's nothing more upsetting than than that nonsense out of him about like, well. Ah, the music I listened to from 1976 to uh, 1978 is the only good music in history. Ah, Here's well, I don't the know thing, why anybody likes anything Here's else. the thing. Here's and the thing. How you guys put up with that, I don't know. But she was in a punk band. Did you know that, Lynch? I didn't know that. Did, why isn't it played on the air? Shouldn't that be a thing to His play? His declarations. We've tried. Oh, that's right. She's saving it saving for this it. show. Capital yeah, Records. Right. No can do. I, this stuff's going to hit someday. Um, 
the proclamations about music are so, uh, no different than the proclamations about a lot of things. Because the thing about Adam is that he's never like, I'm okay with it. It's like it's very black and white. He either loves something or he hates something. And um, I think he realized a long time ago that that's more compelling. And yet I think he also feels that way. So there are a fair amount of times that I don't share that opinion. Um, and I, I have kept it to myself often because it's just easier that way. Why? What do you, what, what, if you disagreed with Adam, what do you think? He would respond? I think he would, he would just say, like, all right, opinions are opinions. He would never say that. No, of course he wouldn't. He would shout you down until yes. you, until you're like, fine, all right, all right. However, recently, very tough recently with the passing of MCA, the uh, to discuss the Beastie Boys with Adam because I've always yeah tried to contradict Adam on the Beastie and they Boys. And, and, uh, they suck. Listen to their instrumental stuff. Stop yeah. judging them by Brass Monkey. The first album is not how you judge the Beastie Boys, but. He does, so he's so he's been down on the beasties. Yeah, but you know what? He he didn't really rip him a new one when we talked about MCA's death. Yeah, he was respectful. Yeah, I see. But well, he recently has said has invited me to feel comfortable to debate him. Of so course, that's now, exactly what you should do. Especially so you, now, I'm trying to find the line. Except that, I, except that, then here's the problem though that you can't use. You know what? What was that thing that um, a lot of people. George W. Bush supporters were called – oh, anti-intellectualism, the rise oh, yeah. of anti-intellectualism, Tea Party and all that jazz. Right. Um, Corolla, if you say, yeah, but if you ever tried to play it, then you would understand that that's simplistic and it's not particularly appealing kind of thing. And he would use that against you. I don't care about how you play it. I don't know how it hits my ear. He wants it to be anti-intellectual. And that's what music should right. be. It he accuses me of being a hipster, though, of listening huh. to music because it's cooler to like that music. I'm like, how how uh, how what kind of what kind of self-abusive person would I be? Who would just sit and listen to music that I don't actually enjoy in my car by myself? Right. But I'm doing it to feel cool. I'm trying to trick Dave. In the liking, well, that's how deep cool your music. hipsterism runs. That's probably that right. you don't even know that you're a poser to yourself. Allison, who, since you've been here a year and a half, you know everybody. Who would I you don't say, like where this is going. Who are your two or three favorite people at the Guests, at the broadcasting? Mean? Oh, that I work with. Yeah, Gary for sure. Okay, you like Gary. What do you think of Mike oh, Lynch? That's very nice. I like Mike oh, Lynch. How nice. You Thanks. like Mike Lynch? Well, do you really I, like him? I mean, do you think he's a great guy? You're like, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a, I mean, I don't really talk to him that much, but I mean, he's always nice in passing. I am in love with Mike Lynch. What do you but think? But I feel uncomfortable of, revealing that. What do you think of Donovan? Which one is Donovan? Chris. Oh, that says it all right Laxa, there. Laxa, I, oh, oh, Chris is quietly amazing and great, and I always feel like I feel like he's more talented than I'm aware in that, and I don't mean that in any negative way. I just mean mm. that I feel like he might be a secret weapon. Hmm. No, I've, I've, I've uh, done some work with him in the past. He's not. Okay. So he snowed you. Good um, to know. Yeah, uh, just stay away from him. Keep him at arm's length. What about Fondelier? I like Matt Fondelier. Yeah. You like everybody, apparently. Who don't you like? Who's who's number one? If it, What would make Ace, on a daily basis, a more pleasant place to work if they went? <laughs> no, Adam. You know, I don't actually feel that way. However, recent, ugh, oh my god, don't even get me started on that smug guy. I'm joking. You're not that. Well, listen, I think Bald Brian would tell you that he's smug about his opinions. He likes that. He's he's confident in his opinions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Smug is like that's kind of the go-to thing to make fun of him about, I suppose. But I think he acknowledges it. Yes. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. 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 
Wait, who who was Oh no, I know what I was going to say is that um so recently people were giving me shit about how they said that I sounded really annoyed with Adam on the podcast a couple of days ago, which was weird to me because I thought he was annoyed at me. And it's just a weird thing to realize and maybe that's something I need to sort of get in check that I can come off really annoyed when I'm not at all. Hmm. Or they're fucking retards and misunderstood everything that went on. I think that's more likely, which brings me, I'm not going <laughs> to do, I have a segment called Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. Oh. And people love it. I've only done it once. They love it, which made me realize, hmm, they, people just love anger. But then mm. my boyfriend's like, no, I think they love passion, like ah. you had for Connect Four. So I don't know what it is. We don't have time to really do it, but I do feel it. like- it. Cut out, have producer Gary cut out 15, 20 minutes of my verbal dragon no, and it'll put save. it in here. Shuck it'll did, save. Chuck did come to LA to cut out the noise. That is my thing. It'll it'll keep. Because here's the thing. I had, you know how they say like you have your whole life to work on your first album and then a year to work right. on your second. I had my whole life to work on my first Hey Go Fuck Yourself. So there's a lot of extra vitriol. Uh-huh. But you know, I've only had a couple weeks to come up with these new ones. So I I, I don't think it's necessary. Um, but what I do need to tell everyone is that if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you're going to anyway, click through my site. Yes. I need to say that. Um, okay. Gary, I think, should we just do a couple, just me or everyone's? Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Silva Surfer 74 says, I wish I had a DVR for everything in life. Let's go science. I totally relate to that because anytime I'm sitting behind a pane of glass or anything that's a screen of sorts, I will, and specifically my car, I'll think to myself for a second, if something happened where I'm like, I want to see that again, I'll think I can, it's like a split second feeling of, oh, I'll just rewind. And Mm -hmm. then no, because this is real life. What the hell is going on in my brain? That's what I, do you have that? It's why sure. In the movie theater, you start to pick up your imaginary remote when you're on an airplane. I always try to actually try to, uh, to do the seatbelt in a movie theater. I feel like ah. I should be seatbelting myself or something. I always, think, I always say, think I would love to have a videotape of every moment of my life. Yes. And I would love to watch every aspect of it. And uh, then I realize what would end up happening. It's like it's like a Twilight Zone episode. It would be a, You would never live. You'd just watch. All you would do, yeah, the final scene of that Twilight Zone episode would be the main character watching himself. Right. Watching himself. Yes. <sighs> Makes you think, I want, it? Here's a sort of... <laughs> it does... I once thought if you were to get – I was thinking about um, – because there, there have been people in my life that have died, and I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about how like reading a letter from them or an email from them or something is not at all the same as watching a video. Mm-hmm. And how if you are mourning someone, watching a video of them can really, for a, for a brief moment, evoke them, can bring them back. And then I was thinking – I was sort of imagining a story where someone – because they're so afraid of losing the people around them that they, that they love, that they make all these movies of the people and, you know, just get all the recordings and capture them as much as they can. Um, and then I was thinking, but what if you just became obs- – like, what if then you just didn't care whether they were actually there or not? And, you know, if they died and then you just watched this and then you spent your whole <laughs> life with these images of the people. Fortunately, we're not so selfless when we do that. The reason that we do that, I would contend, is that we all – 
perceive our stars, whether we ourselves, whether we acknowledge it or not, we're all the stars of our own movie. Mm-hmm. That's why no, you know, it's, it's important to always remember whoever you're interacting with, they're not as invested in your movie as you are. Right. They don't care as much about your movie. Well, that's the thing when someone's like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that thing. And it's like, but no one's they thinking about care. what you said. Everyone's thinking about what they that's said. That's exactly right. If I could only master that line I of know, thinking, I'd be I, a much better person. Same. Me too. All right. Let's see. Is there anything else in here that we need to talk about? Um, Rileen or Rillian says, when you're behind an annoying driver, do you speed up just to see what the chucklehead looks like? I don't do that very, I'm sure I have done that before. I'm not a very aggressive driver. So if I'm behind an annoying driver, I might actually slow down to let them get up ahead of me. Yeah. Unless they're slow. And then I'll just be like, oh, I around. do that too. Yeah. I'm, I, I definitely do that. And Which in fact, one, you I speed up. I definitely want to see them. I definitely yeah. want to make eye contact with them and let them know that I'm judging them negatively. Do you, do you also give them if you if you go around them? Do you turn your head as you guys get parallel? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I want them exactly. to. I want to make eye contact. I so want that them they know. to know they were doing something wrong. I wish to shame them with yeah. a with a, a absolutely. I'm trying to better disapproving them. stare. Right. I'm, I'm trying to better them so that they won't impose this imposition on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it works. Dusty McGowan says, check that I set my alarm for the morning a minimum of three times. Yes, I do that over and over, and I actually set more than one alarm if I, if I really have to get up. Yeah, uh, I, Dusty McGowan, by the way, uh, I, I know him. We have uh, a mutual follower then. We do? Yeah, because I know Dusty I McGowan. I bet we have more than one. Probably, but yeah, I like that. He, he likes to tweet a lot. That's what you said you wanted to talk about is what happens on Twitter. You mentioned you wanted to talk about getting comments from people on twitter didn't you say that oh yeah but i moved on oh okay i mean that was sort of going into the whole other people's opinions of you kind of thing Uh, which i feel like we talked about okay a foul 1971 when eating a stack of pancakes i peel back each pancake and apply butter and syrup um this made me think man it's been a long time since i've i've had a stack of pancakes a and b but isn't that the way everyone does it I do that, but I, I, you know, in my world, in my ideal world, I sometimes am only offered pancakes. But, you know, well, Corolla does that whole jag about cake versus pie, and those are two different things. Mm. But and I'm, pancakes, I'm in a cake camp a bit. Are you really? I like a More flourless chocolate cake. If you give me a flourless okay. chocolate cake, game, set, and match. I like it. I like it I like dense. a shitty sheet cake. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Right. Well, see, that's weird. That's I'm <laughs> weird. I'm weird. I, I'm Fully aware of what this. about uh, but the thing but you know so cake and pie those are two very different things yeah. why in this world do we have pancakes when waffles are an option they're the same thing except one is fancier one one holds your syrup and butter is that what you like about little the waffle? cups I like it the it's geometry nice. of it the function also I mean what 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 is better about a pancake than, it's than a spun- waffle. It's a little no. softer and spongier. No, it's not. No, no it's I'm not. Sorry. A waffle is plenty spongy. I'm going with Dave. If you do where, it properly. Where does French toast fit in? It doesn't. That's a different. A oh. Don't even bother different. with French toast. That's wasted calories at breakfast. Please. Yeah, that's not even in the mix. But I, I got to agree with Shek. A Thank good, you. A good Belgian waffle with a nice deep crevice. You can cut it up piece by piece. They're, they're pre-designed yes. to be little little saucers full of butter and syrup. And, Every and bite amazing. is a saucer, right? It's, yes. it's its own thing, yeah. Okay. I, I and don't, see... don't let anyone confuse that we're talking about Eggos. I'm talking about... Yeah, that's what although, I was thinking of. So they come in your are, toaster. Eggos are good. That's fine. But I'm talking about a Belgian waffle at the, the Holiday Inn or whatever hotel or, you know, whatever breakfast place, a good neighbor, where it's, you know, 
a, a half to three-quarter inch square, and the waffle is made up of, you know, 16 little individual yeah. pieces. I mean, I, I, the bottom line is I respect myself too much to eat a pancake. Vince Vicari says, running up the stairs, I absolutely cannot ever walk. I have to run at home, at work, in public, just me or everyone. I don't find myself afflicted by having to run often. I allow myself to walk. No, yeah. I, but but if I'm with someone who's a really – like I'm a pretty fast walker. And if I'm with someone who's a slow walker, that will begin to drive me insane. I'm a great urban walker. Yeah. You know, like people like to talk about their parallel parking. Oh, I'm the best parallel. Yeah, you're not. I, I, I am. As a side note, I am one of the top 25 parallel parkers. I'm not going to say number one and well, get see, into hyperbole. And you should lead with that. Yeah. Well, I am good at that. Can good you go to either four. side? Can you parallel park sure. to you? This? Oh, yeah. I have no trouble, trouble with going, no going to the left. No trouble. Okay. No trouble. Right. But, but you know what? I'm a gifted speller, but today's generation, they don't need it because they have their no, spell check. Right. Same thing. Yeah. Now don't right. cars, new cars, It's car like being great park. at running an abacus. Yeah. Good luck, old but, man. Like, but, but, but urban walking, excellent. I, I'm excellent at Can it. Can you text at the same time? I, we, no, I bemoan this. I, I, I've railed against it. And in fact, New Jersey just passed a law after I brought it up uh, a week ago. I don't like this yes, the, yes. the texting and Dangerous driving walking. thing. It goes without saying we don't need that. But don't be texting in the crosswalk. It makes you five times slower, bub. Get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Next person. We who, just talked about this two weeks ago you? in podcast time. I am going to throw a shoe at the next. Get ready. Be forewarned. If you are texting in the crosswalk and my car is in front of you, you will feel a shoe. Are you going to carry extra on the side shoes of your head. with you? No. Or are you just going to take off It'll one of It'll be a sacrificial yours? shoe. Have you ever, have you ever uh, in your urban walking experience, just walked into somebody that you saw was going to no. walk into you? No. That's why I'm a great urban to walker. Make them that would be, I, I, I would be amateurish. No, I think Gary does it to teach him a lesson. But I do it on purpose. If somebody is blindly walking down the street, I'll just let them, you know, I won't you know, barrel so over big, them, but I'll let them bump into me and then look at them like, what's wrong with you, fucko? Like, hmm. Zero tolerance. That's not my way. I use I use my uh, urban walking skills for for good, not for evil. Gary's like an Afghan hound or Great Dane, and then there's like a little Chihuahua who's like me, 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 like always trying to beat up on him. And then like the 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 Great Dane or the Afghan hound is just sort of looking down their snout at the little dog, like amused by it. That's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. And, and, I've as, no, uh-oh. I've never. Not uh-oh, have I ever collided. Oh, look, he's turned, he's turned his back to you. <laughs> you we got actually to move do need to move along. I want to say this though. I have once. I, I on on that maybe only once, but I feel like it happened twice. I used to live in Chicago, and I was a a twenty minute walk south of Wrigley Field. I once made it on a on a game day, going to a Cubs game. I made it from my apartment to the field. Without once stopping, I, I I I had a steady walk. There's a lot of city streets, yeah, crossed right through. Things. Just I'm went right through. By that. People weaving in and out. Not not. You uh, should hang up your shoes after that. Were you obeying all jaywalking laws at the same? No, time? I wasn't. Okay. but you know what? It's so, the same thing. So what? I, those right. laws no, don't no, apply to me. They apply takes, to the amateurs. It takes nothing away from it. I just Thank thought you. it could have been some serendipitous all green lights the whole way. Mm-hmm. We. Need to do iTunes comment of the week, but it's re- I'm realizing we never got to talk about condiments. Oh, which is okay. So I used to have a web show called um, The Daily. Well, I had Allison Rosen as your new best friend was a UStream show, which is the same title as this podcast. But before that, uh, I did The Daily Allison, and I would do the Allison Rosen getting to know you, getting to know me quiz. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions was, "What's your favorite condiment?" Mm-hmm. Mustard was a runaway winner, and I have. 
you know, opinions about everything. Dijon, but I know that brown. you, is that your favorite? Is that what? Mustard? Yeah. Well, no, which, oh, wait, no, didn't you say pickles were your favorite condiment or something? Wasn't there some it was sort a of controversy? Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a, well, and I, I still hear about that. You know, I don't go a day without hearing about the, right. uh, the pickles, uh, you know, the pickles scandal of 2010. I named pickles the condiment of the year, and people argued that's not even a condiment. Right. But I'm talking about slicing them up, putting them on a burger, on a nice turkey sandwich, or whatever your pleasure is between two, two slices of bread. Mm-hmm. It's a condiment. No, people said. So it was an outrage. You know what? It's in my rearview mirror. I'm not looking back. And, I'm sorry and, to bring and there up are no, the Well, painful. you know what? There are no apologies coming if that's what you're looking for um, or for anyone else. I stand you're by, just going to sit there and you're not even going to apologize for the pain you've caused? What did I say? saying I'm, pickles were your favorite condiment. Well, I like, but really? I think mustard. You and I, you and I park our cars in the same garage on that. The thing I've suggested... Before and by the way, you you may not know I am in fact a uh, doctor of mustard. The National Institute of Mustard I didn't know. gave me a degree it a couple of years ago. It was not the National Institute of Mustard. Yes, it was. What was it Nim. called? That was what it was called. It was a it was an educational institution. What was it called? Poop on you. <laughs> Poop on you. But the, but that was a, that uh, was. Right. But it was also it was, it was a the division nat- of. Yes, I have a degree, a doctorate. So please, you can call me doctor if you wish. But my, I would suggest talk about making the world a better place. What do we need yellow mustard for? Because there is no situation where yellow is preferable to dark. Tell me one. I mean, like, I know people like to say a yeah. hot pretzel. No. But if you, dark, like, you know, if I've you thought were... about this a lot. I have, I have a question. What, what about in the service of the mustard-based barbecue sauce? Yeah. Because you can't make that with the Dijon. Then it's just an ingredient. Well, okay, but you're saying do away with it entirely. I'm saying. Well, let's call it the same way as we call chocolate cooking or baking chocolate. Let's just have cooking mustard. How about that? That's fine. I'm fine with that as long as we can keep it in the arsenal. Although I do like Chinese hot mustard. That opened Mm, my eyes. That opens my nose and I can't do it. You know what the thing is with me and my condiments is that I'm always learning. You know what? The day the day you that's stop. That's why. Is, that's why you're an expert in the field. Yeah, that's why. I'm not going to shut uh, shut yeah, down my. No. Mind. I'm going to keep moving forward. I don't look like I say in the rearview mirror. What's ahead? And what I'd like our society to do uh, coming up here is let's just do away with yellow mustard because the savings you would make in time of the conversation. Can I get dark mustard instead of yellow and uh, articulating to whomever you're talking? No, okay. Not yellow mustard, but brown. And then you think and then you think like, well, what's that, what's that take you? Uh, 0.4 seconds to say yellow, you know. Right. Yeah, but over a lifetime. That's like 20 minutes that okay. you're going to have to do what you, to do there, with what you will. Have you had Plockman's yellow mustard, which is is that what it's called? Oh crap, there's another brand. It's not French's. There is a yellow mustard. It was the only mustard I had, so I had to start using it. Um, and and then I began to like it because I have kind of fickle taste buds, I guess. I don't know. I've never had that, but I like the idea of changing the yellow mustard over to cooking mustard because then if you're at the ballpark and you want the yellow mustard, you kind of sound like a bit of an asshole asking mm-hmm. for the cooking mustard. Right. Get shamed. Yeah. yeah. You'll be shamed out of it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are so out of time. Do we uh, even have time for iTunes Comment of the Week? I think we can sneak it in. Let's do it. And then i gotta, I got to tell everyone where they can find me. And find Dave, and then, then we're out. Allison Rosen brings you the best iTunes comments of the week. All right, so this week our uh, iTunes comment of the week comes from Love 
L-U-V-2-SHOP-23. It didn't take me long to understand why this podcast is named as such. Not only does she portray herself as a chick that I can hang with who doesn't mind talking about insecurities and boyfriend issues, but is also funny as hell and quick as a whip. And, more importantly, her guests tend to be dudes that I can develop on a crush on after hearing the podcast, including Pete Holmes, Fred Armisen, of who I had a romantic dream last night, and I'm sure soon Dave Damashek. Editor's note. Unlikely. Thank you, Allison, for the laughs and the imaginary romantic encounters. Good qualities of a great best friend. No, thank you. But I have to say, I don't love to shop 23 or something. Oh, my God. That. Okay. Okay. That brings me to a hey, go fuck yourself. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Some asshole left me an iTunes comment where he said that this show is so awful that obviously I must be writing all the positive reviews myself. (laughs) Yes, you small-minded, sad little fucking moron. That's exactly what's happening. And I also downloaded it over a million times, you idiot. Go fuck yourself. Hey, hey. Fuck yourself. I think I threw out my my do you side like, doing that. Do you like the people or do you mind the people who um, have who, something who, negative to say? Yeah. Oh, very much. It bothers you. Yes, it does. Well, see, that you know is why? what you have in common with your fucking idiots. Well, that's the only time and I would ever mean. get down is is uh, is someone who who provides a well written criticism of me but you rarely see that you you really do you're you're a moron y-o-u-r yeah i love that's my favorite one you get that one a lot you're a dummy you know you're well, a fuck i got you're a- ironic allison rosen is a fucking faggot that one i thought was kind of funny though actually. <laughs> you're a asshole yeah i like that one too yeah Ugh, I could go on, but I don't have to save it, it till next. I know. I try to look at it that way. Like I try to look at it like every, you know, it's a sign of of something that I've achieved. That's right. But it's still fucking annoying. Okay, it's like you guys, Reggie Jackson said: if they ain't booing, they don't know who you are. I know. I yeah. I know. At least people. Hey, okay. at least Pop they're talking. Reggie Jackson. He's some sports guy. Mm-hmm. They had a candy bar. See, I you know do what? know. Close enough. I'm counting that as a win. Thank you. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And Dave Damashek, thank you so much for being on the show. You Certainly. can follow Dave Damashek on Twitter at... Damashek. D-A-M-E-S-H-E-K. And you can listen to him at... On... Uh, just uh, go on iTunes and, uh, and you know, search for Damashek. You'll see Dave Damashek football program. And you'll be able to hear him on the Adam Carolla show as well. You've already heard him by the time you hear this. Right, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I assume. Uh, you know, yes, hopefully, unless right. uh, Corolla decides, like, you know what? Uh, haven't seen that guy in a while. Uh, I think uh, I sort of built him up in my mind a little bit more than what he is in reality. Never again, Lynch. Tell him. I highly doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't. I don't see that one in the cards. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A R I Y N B F. That's Allison Rosen, your new best friend. It is not Aryan boyfriend. You clever people. You can email the show at A R I Y N B F at AdamCrowell dot com. A R I Y N B F at AdamCrowell. And your next show will feature some of your music. That's right. That's right. And go to AllisonRosen.com for show info and other stuff and to find out more about our sponsors. And thank you to Trap Dog for the songs. Thank you to everyone for everything they've contributed. And follow Gary on Twitter at GPatrickSmith. Um, uh, I love you guys. Have a good week and, uh, and come to the live shows. Okay, bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?
show